star recruit. Puka was a four star recruit. Puka actually, I just want to know, Puka, just for myself, you held the Utah record for most touchdowns in a season. For that record wasn't broken, I think, 20 years yep. before you broke it. Is that right, Puka? Wow. I think so. How many That's touchdowns? That's amazing. Was it career? 20, 28 oh, oh, in, in the season. season. Oh, yep. 28 in a season. And, and then, then the career, 58. Yep. Wow. Crazy. That was fun. Wow. How Good about job. the Tigers, baby? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think that's not, you know, I mean, hey, that's people be don't realize that. how, uh, this is just me as a fan. People don't realize how great this kid was in high school. Like, this kid was, like, it. I mean, we were just talking before we came on about <clears throat> one of the games they played in California. Leroy brought it up. Leroy, you want to go ahead and tell that story real quick? Just a quick, because I, I love hearing that story. This is this tells you what kind of person Puka is. Well, Orem was down. I think they were down five points. It was less than a touchdown. And there was like maybe 20, 25 seconds left, enough to make one pass. Puka, why don't you tell the rest of it? Yeah, let Puka. Yeah. You were there, Puka, <laughs> right? Detail, detail, Puka. <laughs> detail the story for us. Take us back. Shoot, let me take you back. It's it's 2018, probably. We're all early, right. We're early September in, <laughs> in California. Like it is nice. It's it's a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Friday night lights in California is it's a special. It's a special place. You not a lot of people get to experience that. So we're out here playing Santa Margarita. We're in a in an instant shootout. Third quarter, I think halftime. It's like 28, 35, something like that. High high high, high, high scoring game. We're we're going touchdown for touchdown. I just remember the start of the game. I got trucked by one of the receivers. Like that's why. I, and then coach, I came up to coach Hill. I was like, "Hey, you can take me out. You can take me off defense." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I said you can throw me the ball, but I will not be tackling anybody." <laughs> you played free safety. Yep. Okay. No, I played corner. Mm. And then they put me in that safety. So, okay, I'm just tell you like the bad parts, and then I want to get to the good parts. I'll feel better. <laughs> Go ahead. They put me in that corner against their best receiver. We go, man, Abu, Abu set me up. Yep, I know, Abu, you're about to see this. You set me up. I give remember you, that. Give you. Oh. We're in man, out, and I'm eyes in, locked in the backfield the whole time. Terrible technique. I'm standing up. He posts right across my face, 70 yards. As soon as I get it, I'm like, damn, RIP, uh. RIP. Touchdown right in my face. <laughs> right, right. The next, we go out and score. Next year, they come back. They're in the red zone. They put me in that free safety. They're like, oh, protect the fade ball. So the corner's playing Outside levers, like playing, and so then he just runs a slant, and I don't even, I barely see it. Last second, trucks me right at the goal line, at scores. I'm like, all right, comes to the sideline, take me off defense. That's it, wraps. No more. I'm not getting put on his highlight film. No more. Oh. <laughs> like, take me out, take me out. Do you remember who the receiver was? Um, I think he ended up going to like Notre Dame. I think. Okay. All right. Either that or Cal. He was a bigger guy too, yeah. but um, I just remember I was like, yep, that's wraps, and I was like, coop. I'm just going to play offense anymore. Like, all my skills are going dedicated to offense. I don't play defense. They're recruiting me as a receiver. I will play receiver for you. (laughs) (laughs) By the end of the game, we're down a touchdown, and we're we're playing pretty well on offense, but, like, we can't run the ball. Like, they're they're stacking the box, and I think it's, like, fourth down, and I just go back in the huddle. I'm like, Coop, I'm going to run it out. It's fourth and whatever, fourth and seven or eight. I'll be at the sticks. Just throw the ball out of that way. <laughs> Coop, Coop, it's a bad snap. Coop fumbles it a little bit, and it's just looking me down. Like I know he's coming to me. So I got two. I got one guy playing like off inside, and I got another. Like they're pretty much double teaming me. Like with two guys right, like playing me at the same time. Like not like bracket coverage. Like they're both playing me like man coverage over. 
and I run the out. Cooper puts it right on the sideline, catch it, first down. We go in, we run the ball in the end zone, and we need a um, two. We go for two, but we get a penalty. We get a, a celebration penalty. Buju, <laughs> Buju gets a celebration penalty. Everybody's going crazy. Like, oh, right, we're about to win the game. We need an extra point to go up by enough to seal the game. We're backed up on, like, the 25. We're going to say, Coop, we're in, like, Three tight end person. No, I got one. I'm the only receiver out on the right side of the field from third. I'm like, Coop, just throw it up, bro. Like, I got you. Just, just throw it up. <laughs> Go up. Catch the ball over, like, three guys. And I remember Leroy was the first person on the sideline to come up to me. <laughs> and I, I'm screaming stuff that can't be repeated. But it was, oh, I remember. I, that, I, there's the USC reporter or the... When I was convinced them, they had they came and record that game, and they have the perfect angle. I, I'm glad they couldn't hear me, but that I was that. I remember one of the best plays in my career for sure. Lost them, <laughs> nice, dude. That that's the kind of story that that everyone wants to hear, especially that detail story, Kuka, because <laughs> I mean, for you guys to come like that and, and go in the huddle and say, "Coop, just throw me the damn ball," <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you say it like that? Pretty much, <laughs> I, I, I could I could not leave it up. I was like, hey, I. That's like a movie. That almost sounds like a movie. <laughs> King, it, it was dope. It I was just, dope. I just, King. How many pancakes blocks did you have that game? Ooh, that was probably that was probably my most pancake block game that game. Really? Yeah. The crowd well, was uh, yelling racial slurs to them during the game at, at halftime. Wow. <laughs> what are what are some of your memorable blocks in that game, King? Um, I can't even remember. Oh, probably the one he scored on. Rip the yeah. e- the extra point or the touchdown. The extra point. <laughs> my DN jumped. You you can go back. My DN jumped right in the ear. I just caught him in the air. Caught him in the ear. Brought him back down. Well, guys, man, it's it's good to have you two here, Puka and Kingsley. We're we're so excited to have you guys here. Thanks for coming. Um. I know uh, Puka's uh, in season getting ready for the bowl game uh, coming up on the 18th in um, Louisiana, the Independence Bowl. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Even though, you know, we feel that you guys probably should go to another bowl or whatever, yeah. but it is what it is, right? Yep. Hey, we get a bowl game. Yeah. That's nice. Yep. yep. You guys, and it's before Christmas, so yes. you get to come home and be home with your families. Hashtag blessed. When is that game? The 18th, December. Shreveport, nice. Louisiana. Shreveport, Louisiana. Yep. Yes, sir. Man, let's uh, Leroy Hobart. How you guys feeling today, man? You know, I'm just, uh, I'm just ah. Hmm. How about yourself? I'm feeling good. Oh, nice. I'm feeling good. I'm about to get banged up right now. Okay. Hey. We had an opportunity to like watch these guys at different games. Uh, we we're talking about this earlier with Puka and. We we play some big schools, and actually they were nationally ranked. We played Bishop Gorman twice. Or was it three times? We played with Puka. We played in just one season, yeah? Yeah. And we Dang, should have played them game. three times? Yeah, we ended up playing them three times. Uh, they were supposed to come to Orem, but they uh, wanted us to come back to Vegas. So we went. To, we played Bishop Gorman in Vegas three times. But anyways, the first time we played them, they, a school that has so much money mysteriously doesn't have a game clock. So really? It was one of those like, what? And so they were taking – I think somebody said they were taking like 50 seconds, 40 seconds to call a play. And what's a game block? 30 seconds? 25? I thought I it was know, 25. In high school, I think it's 30. 30? Just like a little bit longer. So they were they were killing the clock. I think 
I think one time, one series, we, we went down, Puka scored in like, I think it was less than a minute, caught one on an out. Mm. What you two guys whispering about over there? <laughs> no, some of our teammates on that team. That was a, that senior year. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> they don't want to say yeah, that. I'm not, it's not. Code of ethics right yeah. there. Well, you know? speaking, of team, speaking of teammates, um, Kingsley, Puka, um, well, Jacob Robinson, Ethan Slade, Ethan Slade, Ethan Slade Hunter also, Hill, Hunter Hill, Josh Singh, Josh Singh. Shoot, Puka, how many championships did you win, Puka? I was, I was saying two, just two. Yep, junior and senior. Two, but he, they never got to play Tim View. No, uh, I know. So not with that's the team why. We had. That's why they, they finished out my goal two years in a row. Tim View loses to Orem. That that's all I needed in my life. <laughs> Actually, Kingsley, and, it, and in the state championship game, it don't get better than that. Actually, Kingsley played them five times. Yeah, you guys played them five times because one season you guys played them regular season and then in the in the championship. Oh yeah, and then again in regular season in championship. The conference now. And then uh, Damn. Puka never got to do what these guys did because I never I never beat Tempview. Never beat Tempview in my high school career, football or basketball. How many years did you go uh, to Orem High School? Three years. Oh, okay. Because they don't uh, just sophomore through senior year at Orem. Oh, nice. No, and they got East. East killed us our sophomore year. They broke our. They broke our. Our team in like the first game of the season. <laughs> we just fell apart after that. <laughs> yeah. Did they have Apu in that? Yep. Oh, Apu. Yeah. So they had some ballers. Yeah, no, they were pretty good. And that's when uh, I think Warren, Warren Warren was still there. Yeah. Because this is my sophomore year. And then so then like Ami, Ami was there still. So uh, it, it wasn't like it was a pushover. Yeah. Mo, so, Sione Molisi was there still. Yeah. So all those guys played squad. D1 schools. Ami Tausinga. Yep. <clears throat> but then they came down, East came down again, and Orem got him, shut him out. I thought Kingsley, his years, they never they never lost the East. Oh, yeah. I'm, I was at that game. That was like the first game back. That was the first game of 2020, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm, me and Noah were there. That was a good game, actually. And then you guys played uh, that Corner Canyon game was when, oh, no, was it, Bingham game was when Puka was on Sports Center when he tapped that back in the end zone. Oh, yeah. That was the toe tap. Yeah. Oh, yep. We should have won that game, too, but they know how to strip sack, took it all the way back to a touchdown, they called it back. Man. So, Utah Tough referees, life. I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's another subject right yeah. there. Uh, what you guys been up to, Kingsley, Puka? What's a, I mean, Kingsley, welcome back home. Welcome back. You know, we, we kind of take it for granted, us, because we're so close to, you know, the Sumataya family. But, man, Kingsley, we are so happy that you are here. And I know Puka is, too. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> So we're we're excited, Kingsley. Tell tell everyone what you've been doing since you've been home. Uh, just training. That's about it. Nice. <laughs> Where you been training at? Um, at Mike's Show Shine, but uh, I can lift with the BYU team. So oh, nice. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they can edit that. Let's go Cougs anyway. It's all right. <laughs> anyway, that's not long here. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, Puka, what you been up to, man? Since you guys uh, win at, UC at USC, 
we talked a little bit about this outside. I've never seen so many like players trying to hurt one player. I that's just me personally watching the game, Puka. They were trying to rip your head off. Extra hits here and there. That's what it in felt the face. like. <laughs> Man, I was like, how is this kid getting up? Like they just kept coming after you. I know. That's luckily it was the last game of the season. Like that's why I was like I'll recover after season. We got a long way to the bowl game, so it's every, every game you want to leave it out there. But that was when I was like, all right, I know I got a long time to recover. If I if I can barely walk to the plane, I'll be all right as long as we win. <laughs> and we pulled it out. It was, they gave us their best shot, that's for sure. So that was a fun one to be a part of. And my first time ever in the Coliseum, the historic place that it is, like yeah. for BYU to fill that place out the way we did and for us to go win it in the, the style that we did, it was pretty cool. That's That's a memory that – will be written in my history book. Man, I'm glad you brought that up, the L.A. Coliseum. That was my first time I've got to watch a professional team, but only Leroy would know this because that's how old we are. It was the L.A. Express when Steve Young was drafted number USFL. one pick. USFL. The L.A. Express from the USFL. Yeah. You, Puka, you didn't come when we went to go watch the Rams game? Oh, no, yeah, I was there. Yeah, that's the Coliseum. No, yeah, that don't count. I didn't play in there. Yeah, he yeah, didn't play. I, I scored a I'm touchdown in the Coliseum. I'm right? just like, saying, they, my Rams was playing then when we went to go yeah. watch them play. Your who? My Rams. Whose house? Uh, Rams' oh, house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm a Packers fan, so go Pack Go. Sorry. That was how, false advertisement right Packers there. Fan? Aaron Rodgers, baby, don't play me. Devontae oh, Adams, we yeah, scored touchdowns over here. We throw the ball. Somebody playing too Since much Madden. Year, he's out. No, no, no. Yeah. You seen the flick of that wrist on number 12. Aaron Rodgers. And he wore number 12. That's my guy. You, can you – are you guys' mics all right? Yeah. yeah. Kingsley? Yeah. It's, I, good. it's good now? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just making sure. Thank you, Sam, man. You so how's saying? your career over there in BYU right now? Are you a junior or a senior? Um – I'm like a sophomore again oh, really? with COVID, COVID. yeah. Oh, so oh nice. my sophomore year, yeah. Take COVID advantage, sophomore. man. I know. I got some years. I got years under my belt, and I got years left. So I feel kind of old, but I'm also young. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I know. It's crazy. We had a couple uh, questions last interview when we were talking with Kingsley. We were talking about, like, how is it to be home, and how's your mom like it that you're home and stuff like that. Tell us about some of the transitions that you had to make because you were out you were out in Washington on your own for a year more. You were there with my nephew Mickey, and uh, but tell us how what is the difference from being out in Washington to being here? I I know what you told me when I saw you at Trunk or Treat when we first got back, but tell me, t- share with us how your feelings being back and how it's different. Shoot, I've been blessed to be back home to be around my mom as much as I have been, and then obviously with, with my grandma's passing, like to spend the the last. Um, portion of her life with her um, was something that I wanted and it was it brought peace to me in my life and I think to our family too of everybody being able to be back with her and then it's just nice to see my mom my mom only made it out to two games my my freshman year and then obviously with the COVID year nobody came out to the game so just being away from home like as much as I felt like I wanted that in high school when it finally came out down to it especially with COVID COVID was like a big eye-opener being able to like do school from home and kind of be like, man, BYU is like, that's a, that's a college that I could play football for right there, like kind of across the street. But going back out to Seattle, like I really, I loved it out there. I grew so much, like I definitely needed it to go out and kind of see who I was like, who I truly am and like kind of take everything that I learned from home and be like, okay, 
now I got to do my own dishes. I got to do my own laundry. I go out and inter- interact pe- with people. And they take away, like, that was Pukunakua. Like, okay, that's how he was in that moment. That's kind of what I left my mark out there in Seattle. So it was crazy. It was super fun, but it was nothing like home. Like, being, yeah, just <laughs> the, all the family time and just being able to relax and, like, see all the people that I know and, like, I've known for a long time. And I went to elementary school today, did an assembly for BYU. <laughs> the elementary kids like coming up who went like it's a feeder to Orm High, so they're all coming up. They're like, "Hey, Puka, like we love you." Come up, like sign. I'm they asked me to sign their shoes at the assembly, and like it's something I wouldn't get in Seattle because I'm not a hometown kid. Like I couldn't go back. And as much as like I want to help the community, like doing it for the kids that are going to the place that I went to, yeah. it just means that much more. That's priceless. That's awesome. That's that's an awesome story there. Yeah, it's crazy. My, my life, life. Uh, God's plan. <laughs> he he really has blessed my life. It's been it's been so crazy. So it's it's been a cool ex- like experience and journey that I've been on and continue to be a part of. And BYU's been a huge blessing and to come back home. You know, people just, be sleeping on Utah. They really do. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh big time. The, dis- the disrespect we get is insane. But the talent that comes out of this state, Puka, oh, yeah. is amazing. Like, do people realize that the number one school in the country for the past couple of years has been here? Like like top 10 in the country, like Conor Canyon, although they didn't have the best year, like this is a school that's going out there competing that hasn't lost a game. And they went, they went four or five years without losing a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they played quality teams. Like they, I think they went out to Cali yeah. and played a team. But on top of what Puko said, you know, I've known these guys since they were teenagers. Well, they're still teenagers, but I'm talking like young, young kids. That, <laughs> Kingsley you know, just turned, what, 18? You yeah. just barely turned 19 or what? <laughs> Kingsley's still 18, but I'm talking about you and Puka. Like, I remember that they were just young kids coming up, and I remember watching them interact, and then I remember then all of a sudden the big scene, the recruits came in, all the big schools came in, and, and they're walking down the halls in Orem High School. Now, tell us why, what, what made you shy away from being in in, in, in at BYU from the beginning, I mean, because BYU did offer you, mm-hmm. right? So Shoot, and early I, they offered you early. Yeah, that was my first college offer. Kalani offered me. That mm-hmm. was Kai's, my brother's last year, and that was Kalani's first year. Mm-hmm. That was the year I got my freshman year. I got offered. That was my first offer. Shoot, they really put me on the map. Like that was that. Now that I think about it, it's crazy how everything kind of comes full circle. But I don't know. Growing up uh, in Las Vegas and then moving here to Utah. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Utah like growing up because I was like I le- like that's my childhood was in Vegas so like a part of me like was always over there when I was here so I was, it just never felt right I had never kind of felt that like fully at peace over here and then I went to I went to, I grew, went to high school and I don't know I just so many memories of growing up here now like this is my home like this is what I call home when people ask me where I'm from I, I'm from Provo Utah I grew up in the tree streets yeah. <laughs> right down the street from <laughs> BYU right, right next to the creamery like it's crazy but. I don't know. I wanted to get out and experience everything on my own, like to really put myself to the test, like uh, being able to like, I had to call mom if I like, <laughs> if I, I, it was only, I, she couldn't come do the things that I needed her to do for me anymore. Like I had to figure it out on my own. I had to call her. I was watching YouTube videos late at night, trying to figure out how to do stuff. <laughs> like asking my roommate if he can do this for me and just everything was out on my own. I had to experience it. And then Living in the city is something that now that I've experienced it, like I don't want to go back to. It. <laughs> yeah, it's just so high pace and like Seattle is a beautiful city, but also very dirty. And like the things that come with the city, like I didn't expect, like having to deal with in college. Like even though Seattle's ten, fifteen minutes from downtown, Seattle, like true city, but just the 
the compactness of so many people and all just the kind different feel claustrophobic. And, yeah and the environment of like the complete switch up i love the snow i i and then i got rained on every day and i was like bruh <laughs> like, that, that was actually one of the things that he told me we got back that day was pyu chunk of treat and i was talking to the puka after he you know got a little hug from him to make sure that you know and told him hey you probably need to go talk to kings because they kind of went through a similar uh, thing but puka said you know to to go to school in the northwest you don't see the sun a lot. It's always raining. And I, for me, I just thought, what are you talking about? But that could, that could mess with a person's psyche, too, if that's all they're used to is, like, not yeah. seeing the sun. It's always cloudy. It kind of works with your, you know, how you feel. Like, man, it feels gloomy today. So that was kind of one of the things that he said. But, you know, I appreciate him, you know, sharing that, too, because Kingsley's an only boy, and his mama does everything for him. And so he struggled, like, like, I remember he would call home and my wife had to, like, talk him through how to make soy chicken, or uh, which is one of the easiest dishes to make, is you just add a little bit of sugar and some soy sauce, boy, you know, and, and put it all in there. One cup rice? Not everybody's, you know, was born a chef. No, no, but you I'm saying, I mean? as a Polynesian kid, there's a staple of food. And I'll tell you right now, there's a staple of dishes you should know. You should always know how to make spam and eggs. That's easy. Putting on a pot of rice, make sure you wash your rice. Yep. That's that's automatic. Saimingi. Yeah. Saimin with adding a cracked egg in there. That's that's a staple. That's college staple. Then you get Puka who wanted to learn how to make katsu. Now you're you're getting on a different level yeah. of, yes. of stuff. If but you don't know about the katsu, if you, I mean, but katsu, even katsu is, is, is easy, but I'm what, saying they, no, 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 no. Don't say it's easy it's because easy. everybody can make it. That doesn't mean it's good. It's not easy. There's an art to making food As good. long as you season the panko with Garlic, salt. That's that's the key to it. See that Anything. you could say that. I have no idea what that means. You asked me to make that, and you still tell me <laughs> yeah. that. I won't do it right. But, but then we'll have a cooking show on here one of these days. Yeah. But I'm just saying, <laughs> Polynesian kids. If you're looking at the staple of Polynesian dishes, and you're going to college, it's easy. I mean, I could say that because I know how to make simon and crack an egg in there, and maybe cut some fish cakes. Simple fish cakes. Put some fish cake, but they don't if you, sell that here. The yeah. first thing is you gotta put that Vienna sausage in there. Put some mm, fry some Vienna sausage that. in there, but mm. but what I'm saying is, it starts with the rice. If you don't know how to make rice, you you can't. Yeah. I don't know what you're gonna eat. You're cut off because yeah. everything is, is rice based. You're done. So a lot of people are like, oh, gross spam. And spam is Polynesian steak. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Shoot. So I'm built to spam. I know every Polynesian kid is literally built to spam. Like I've been eating that so long. Like when they when they I test my DNA, it's gonna be exactly baller and spam. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. So I I remember Kingsley calling up and asking how to make loco moco, which to me is easy. But to person and it's layers. It's eggs over easy. It's a terry patty that the stones make the best terry patties here in Utah, and the people in they Hawaii do. even talk about the stones terry patty. People probably don't even know who the stones are. The stones that go to Tempe? Yeah, yeah, yep. He Their does. family they oh. make. They, they make. The I think best that's my mom's patties. bishop. They make the best terry patties. Oh, it is. Yeah, the stone. The yeah. Stone. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about Doug, but it's his brother. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to? They still live in uh, by right. the stadium. Yeah, right by the stadium. Oh, okay. oh. yeah. And they, and now the, those Terry Patties are sold at the the different. I think even at Walmart. I think they sell them at the stores mm. now. Which Walmart? Mm. Our Walmart. I, on the now side. that I'm thinking about it, you, I can't believe you forgot corned beef and rice. Corned beef and rice. Corn beef. What? Yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. Like and corned beef and spaghetti. Like come on. Rice. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, my. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. lacking. Cooker just. Damn, Kingsley, stick man. up for yourself, man. <laughs> oh, oh. He didn't even do his own laundry. <laughs> yeah. I mean. He didn't even do his own laundry. Now he knows how. 
he knows how to do all those things. But see, these two guys, you had to step away to learn how to do those things now. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Kingsley, he went up there and took my truck, and he wrecked it, like, I think, six <laughs> months over there, you know? Dang. A truck that I, I baby. Hobart knows. I babied that truck. Oh, I know, man. And that so, been coast to coast. Coast to coast, across LA the ocean. to Chicago. But, hey, hey, since we're talking about food and stores and stuff, I just want to um, give a shout out to um, Puka's NIL deals. Let's do it. That um, that he signed with this year. That's helping Puka out. That's the good thing about college football. It's about dang time. Facts. That they're playing. They're Speak paying, on it. Paying <laughs> these players because, anyways, that we can. That's yeah. another. That's another. Uh, yes, sir. Shout out Moa Socks. Get get your feet right for the winter time. They got. I'm pretty sure they got a twenty percent off discount for the the Christmas coming up. You know, get they your don't. red they and green. They just mentioned Puka Nakua, and he just gave them twenty percent. Yes, so sir. Shot, hit me up. You know, I'll put the link in the bio. What's up with the socks? They got designs. It's warm. It's thin. They, they are got warm. Ankle they, socks. They no got, show ooh, socks. They got no show socks. They got the the mid ones, the ones that come right above the ankle, and then they got the normal ones. They were actually really warm. I I, I wear. They have a football one that. Um, I have specially made that me and Sam wear that it's a knee high one with the tribal design at the top, so it's nice. They got some good stuff. Check it out. Moa Socks. I'm pretty sure it's just their website. Are they a Utah based company? Mm-hmm. Utah based. Okay. Nice. Uh, I think Utah. they're out, out of American Fork. Mm, nice. Okay. Moa Socks. Let's yep. go. Do you got them on right now? No, I got the BYU. I, I got the BYU. I got the BYU edition pro. He got pro, the free socks. Yeah. The, free socks. <laughs> <laughs> the ones you get out of the, hey, the locker room. You, know, you, know the, you got the free socks. The BYU, the BYU Cougar blue socks. Those are good. Those are comfortable socks too. Those Man, have the logo I, on. How, how do you Me know, and Strong don't know. We got to get a pair of them. I have to go buy some so I can wear it to church. Ah, ah, good answer. Dang. Good answer. Also, Evolve Commerce Tech Company. Yes, sir. My, my EC boys over there out at American Fork. You ever need some help on Amazon and need to figure out what to do? American Fork. Hit up my boys at Evolve Commerce. Oh, so they do like Amazon stores? Yeah, not not necessarily um, Amazon stores. They um, will Set manage up, your right? Amazon Yo, store shout out for the company you. That's not even a, his NIL. They Forget work about. For it. Forget about Amazon, but anyways, e-commerce. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> They're all and connected. And then, though, last right? but not least, stay tuned. Springtime and summer coming up. Splash Mountain. Ooh, can't wait to take Get my ready. kids to that. That's yes, what I'm sir. talking about. Come check it out. I can't wait. Man. The Where old Splash Mountain. The old Seven Peaks. Yeah. Oh, okay. The new and improved. Oh man. Hey. hey. That's, that's Utah County's ocean right there. We can't wait till we get there. Yep. Hey, since me and Puka got about the same physique, man, I can't wait for speedo summertime. season, baby. You already Here know. Here we go, yes, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I tell you that. That's um, disgusting. You know, back in the day, we used to go through Seven Peaks, Puka, and then um, I think Leroy would make us try to like. Yo, yo, know, yo, oh. yo, 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 yo! <laughs> Come on now. Uh, oh, oh, bro! Okay, you know, we, just like we always say, don't po- talk about past transgressions. You know, those type of things is gone. <laughs> Damn, you know? we didn't know it was a transgression. Like, hold, hold I, know. Out. I, ha- I have some uh, video recorded past transgressions of Kingsley. That Damn, just the fence? When, when when his kids when his kids oh, are there, I'll, I'll be ready there. Oh, I'll be ready. Hey, <laughs> yeah. All I know, y'all need to keep those to yourselves. Oh, you know, I mean, we don't want to see dig any through that. the archives. It's okay, because that's what. what we're gonna tell you if if we had cameras and, and camera phones when we was a kid, oh Strong would be living in Gunnison. He would be living in Gunnison right now. Uh, shout out to all the <laughs> shout out to all my family out in the you know, taking a big vacation out there from San Quentin to Gunnison, all my family out there. I just send a shout out to y'all. Merry yeah. Christmas, happy holidays, my fam, man. I love you guys. I'll put some on the books Damn. when you guys are on there. 
Holla at your boy. Uh, Leroy is giving a shout out to my brother in San Quentin. He's that's, he's that's in there. He's, he's been boy. in there for thirty four years. Thirty four oh years in California. Oh gee, Dang. that's my that's my so. that's my that's my brother for so real. So Wes, man. we love you, man. Happy holidays. So we talking Happy about Happy holidays. Since we talking about family, man, I like to send a shout out to the Nunga family, man. My cousin Fanga passed away. Rest in peace. You know, Fanga. and then. Uh, also, my Ika brothers, that their grandma, their mother passed away, Mike and Danny. Analangi Ika. Yeah, I like to send a, send a shout out there. And also a lady, I did serve a mission just so you guys know. This lady, her name is Tuli Selenson. They're from Sacramento, but they moved up here. She passed away. Puka, why you look so shocked? I served a mission. Well, I didn't know that. Like, For the church? And so, uh, For which church? They used to, they used yeah. to feed. They, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. The Salvation Army. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. But they used you, to feed you were me the Santa that I gave my money time. to? Oh, my. Hey, you know, let me tell you something. The church was true when I was little, and it's still true Here today. Here we go, you know? baby. The book is blue, and the church is true. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Hey, let's get back to, um, yeah. I want to I wanna Bring get it back. back to what Kings, uh, what uh, Puka was talking about earlier his reasons for coming here, you know, what impresses me the most about these two young men is when you look at the grand scheme of things and the reasons why they came here to BYU, it wasn't really for football. And I want to just give Kingsley a minute. We heard Puka's story. I want to give Kingsley a minute to just talk about, you know, some of the reasons that he came back into the transfer portal, coming back home, just like Puka. We heard Puka's story. Kingsley, what are some of the reasons why, you came back home. Um, I think it was the. I miss my mom. Yeah, I miss my dad too, but I miss my mom. <laughs> um, but um, you know, it's the lights, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was also the the spiritual side of everything. Um, I realized that, um, you know, Booga knows the it rains. All it does is rain, and when you wake up in the morning, you see that it's just like it's just a religion mode, <laughs> but. Um, what I was missing was the spiritual side, church, um, going to Facts. church, um, just like little things like saying my prayer at night. Um, what? You told us that you prayed every night. I did. <laughs> but, <You're> exposing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, um, you know, I was like, the COVID thing was just ending too, but it was still there. But that's when I also got to realize, like, I need to get myself back to who I really am. So that's, you know, less than 24 hours, I'm back in Utah. That's awesome, Kingsley, and even Puka, too. Your guys' stories are amazing because, I mean, when you hear things like this, um, nowadays we hear kids, you know, going through the, uh, you know, that uh, anxiety, depression. Mental mm -hmm. health. Mental health issues, mental you know health. what I mean? Um, some of them aren't strong enough to do things like that, you know, but – you know, shout out to you two for doing that. We're we're so happy that you guys are here. Um, I kind of want to take it um, back to Puka a little bit. Puka, um, the Nakua family. I don't think this is getting mentioned. I've never seen an article. I seen one article. I think a couple years ago. Um, it's a BYU family. I don't know if a lot of people know, but Puka, I want to take you back. Um, I'm just going off reports that I've read. Mm -hmm. One, and correct me if I'm wrong, Puka, but one of the reason, main reasons why Kai and Isaiah came here to BYU is because their dad brought him here to a football camp at BYU. And the dad wanted his two sons to come here. That's, that's what started this Nakua family here at BYU. And so after your dad passed away, rest in peace to your dad, uh, Puka, um, 
your mom carried his wishes and Kai signed here and came here. Is that right, Puka? Correct. And so <clears throat> um, Kai, I followed because I'm a big fan of Kai. I, that's, I'm biased, but that's my favorite. Brother. <laughs> because here's the reason why, because I'm a big BYU fan, Puka, but I love the way Kai plays and plays right now because he's still playing. Mm-hmm. He's a beast. And um, I loved watching him play. Uh, remind me of Ron Woodson. I don't know if you guys remember a safety named Ron Woodson back in the day, but the look him up. Yo, oh my gosh, Kai was just like Pittsburgh him. Pittsburgh Steelers. Got you. Anyways, <clears throat> back to where I'm trying to get to with the Nakua family. You go um, Kai, Isaiah, Puka comes back to transfer portal. Samson comes back here. Crazy. Full circle. Okay. All four brothers played, playing for BYU right now. Wow. And I can even go as far as to say, because I've tried to research this, the Nakua family, someone needs to make an article about this, should be the first family of the BYU Cougars. Here's the reason why. Right now, the Samson Nakua and Puka Nakua have a total combined of nine touchdowns right now. Chris calculating. Stat guy, stat guy. Where's the stat guy? You have six. Your brother has three. Okay, yep. Okay. That's nine touchdowns in a family. That's, I've tried to do some research. There is no other family that isn't come close to. Yeah, shoot. I, I know, know Kai's, Kai, Kai's got a couple. Domans. Kai's got a couple. He's got, the Doman yeah, you brothers. might be able to add on that list. I know Kai's got at least one touchdown. You know what? You're right. Because I served with, with the Doman. Hey, I served a mission, Puka. No trip. <laughs> no, but was the Doman brothers – did uh one of the domains was Brandon. a quarterback, yeah. right? Was that He's mission cool. sanctioned by the church, or you just went on your own? <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, when uh, you know me and me and uh, uh, I ain't even gonna try to comment on that. I went on a mission. And I'm proud of California Sacramento nine one nine one six. Yo, cousin, okay. you don't have to prove yourself, man. <laughs> cousin. Don't prove yourself. You we know, know. I know. Hey, we know, and know he knows, baby. As long as I know in my heart. Yeah. In my heart. Damn, Puka. Hey, Puka. Don't talk to my cousin like that, man. <laughs> he over here, you know, trying to prove himself to this know, youngster, man. You know, Puka, you, you know, you, you from Vegas. They might have a little Donna Street guys out there. We already know those guys out there. But don't mess around <laughs> with the guys sitting across from you at the table, you know. There's some real some real friendly guys across this table over here. But anyways, I need to retract my story because, because I need, I did I missed the Doman brothers. No, I wanted you to go ahead and, and go ahead and talk about it till I can just jump that in and say, you know, cuz <laughs> send out send a shout out to Elder Doman. That's my that's my my AP when I was out, but anyway, I don't know who ahead. that is. Go ahead. We gonna, we ain't even going to edit that. But Puka, I wanted to get back to what we were talking about earlier too with uh you coming back and transitioning. A lot of the a lot of the players that you had uh, played with at Washington compared to the, the players you play here at BYU. Now tell me, what is the comparison? As far as like, and we're talking about, you know, obviously we see where Washington's at and they've had some high recruits and how their season went. Now BYU is known for developing their players. And what are you two guys laughing about? I just want to know how it... It was a sound effect. <laughs> it was just a sound effect. It was a sound, hey, sound chill, effect. Hey, chill, chill. You good over there, bro? <laughs> tell, tell me how it, it's different from the, the players that you're playing here compared to the players you played with there. And I'm not just talking about athleticism. I'm talking about everything. Mentally. Mm. 
I'm not asking you to talk bad about them. I'm just saying, you know. No, yeah. Like, considering it all, like, physically, I think Washington definitely has an upper hand. But the fact that BYU really does, like, pride themselves in developing, it shows. Like, guys come in here and, like, they work. A lot of the guys, like, who are playing this season, like, I can think of, like, coming up or, or walk-on guys who have earned their spot. Like, just put in the work and wait for the opportunity and take advantage of it. But then at the at the University of Washington, where you're at a place where you get four or five star recruits, and you have those guys that come in and who have the kind of the level to play really early, and just guys who you can, you're not really you're you're fine tuning them when they when you get them already, and instead of all right, I got a couple years to work with you. So I think that's different in the way the team develops and how kind of guys get ready to play. Like guys come in as a freshman, like. All right, obviously, there's a huge jump of adjusting to the co- the high school game from college or to college, but I don't think there's a there's a as team as nice and genuine as the the BYU football team. And, and the only reason down. why I bring that up because I saw articles that Kalani said there were 36 married couples, <laughs> married guys on the on BYU squad, and so the dynamic. Obviously, Kingsley and Puka aren't married yet. Puka. So obviously it's, it's got to move that way. I mean, eventually, you know, I, I'm not really in a rush to see my son get married, but eventually it's going to happen. But I'm saying as far as like the dynamic in the locker room versus Washington, do you see the difference with having 36 guys that are married on the team? Oh yeah. Immediately, especially having like some guys. And I feel like I see it a lot because in the receiver room, Thomas Gunter, like he's already married and has a baby. Like, and then Jaron Hall, like our quarterback, like guys who have babies already like, are starting their families, like while playing college football, like the balance and like the time commitment that they're putting into football is, is double. It seems double because I know I, I could imagine having a child right now or like even like being married, like just the lifestyle that is being different of having somebody with you all the time, somebody who relies on you and somebody that you're always having to constantly take care of besides yourself. So almost sounds like you're you've thought about it. <laughs> no, definitely. No, yeah. They, no, I think it's crazy. <laughs> the team is the team is so mature that the leaders on our team are are married guys who are um, they it just seems like they they have a broader perspective of what's going on because just even though getting married i mean i haven't really i mean i haven't thought about it too much but it is a really big step and there's a lot of things that you can't really prepare for and that's that's kind of as football you're going to prepare as best you can but until it really hits you in the face like you have no idea what to do so the game plan is you get it when you go it's a lot of work yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's something to prepare about because i mean do you find yourself not being able to relate to these guys or i mean what is the feeling with that uh, I don't think so. I think uh, there's a difference in like our college perspectives. I think and then and like the idea of okay, like when I when I was out in college in Washington, the social environment was so much more active because there's not people who are married. Everybody's going as they're right out of high school. And the, another thing about BYU, the dynamic of having the church and guys who come back from their mission. So you have guys on the team who are a little bit or older, who are more mature they've gone out and experienced life and they've seen other other walks of life from a very different perspective of going out and to serve so then they come back to playing football where you're getting ready to compete but as much as we are competing you're i i mean i'm not being a, a douchebag to the guy that's sitting in the locker room right next to me i'm serving him just as much as he's serving me mm-hmm. in the facility and the the way we treat each other on the team and then the way we go out and interact during our football activities like it's just something that kind of comes with having married guys and then I think coming with the mission too, like everybody 
you just it's not, it's bigger than football. Yeah, and that's something that I think everybody has a perspective on the team that you kind of pick up on early because ever that's not the only discussion that we have in the locker room. There's so much yeah. more. Yeah. So different. So it sounds like you guys have pretty good morale inside the locker room. Um, just a quick question. As far as like, I know there's a lot of players on BYU right now. They're non-members. Like, how do they take it as, you know, looking at you guys that are members that's going to church every Sunday? Like, do you guys try and invite them? Like, how's that? No, I think it's pretty. I know some of the boys that aren't members. Like, they come. There's a word in the YSA 220 ward. Uh, uh, this guy's uncle is in the Bishop Rick, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm sure I'll be seeing him soon over there. But uh, a lot of the guys in the in the ward are in like the FHE committee, and the guys yeah. go to that ward. Uh, it's a Polynesian ward, so it's nice to have that community surrounded by us. But then anybody comes, so it's a it's a, obviously it's just another church. Yeah. So uh, everybody's always welcome to be there. So it's nice to have those guys, and then they just come. And as much as it is about. Um, going to expand your knowledge of the gospel it's a kind of a, a homing beacon for uh our camaraderie that extends outside of football if yeah. we go we go play basketball we go play volleyball with kids that uh who don't experience the same walk of life that we do like yeah, yeah we might have a hard practice but it's nice to go here and somebody somebody who just worked an eight-hour shift and they've been worried about their bills and they're going they they just want they came to fhe to relax the same thing that goes it's a nice yeah. separation from the daily activities that i do and get to experience um just enjoyment with other people that i don't see every day so it's yeah. nice that's cool because from what i see you know watching the games and stuff um i see there's a lot of culture you know, and and then I see a lot of uh, like different ethnicity on BYU. Like, do they ever like, man? Why are you guys so nice? Why why do you guys you know like, you know? <laughs> no, I think that definitely happens. And like Kalani even talks about it. Like, that's an advantage for us. Like, to not do things out of hatred. Like, if I'm if I'm rooted in hatred, like I can only go so far. Like, that's that's hurting me as it much as I as much as I might feel like it's hurting somebody else because I have hatred towards them. Like, yeah. I, I I can't hate people that I have the same goal as me. How can I hate you? Like I you you have the same dreams and aspirations as I do. Like, yeah, I want to beat you, but I, I couldn't hate you. Okay, Kalani, <laughs> bars, bars. I want to I want to give an example. USC when the game was out of control, and then you guys are about to win victory formation. Kalani calls a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it was getting chirpy. Yeah, yeah. Puka yeah, was yeah. getting chirpy with them, and then Puka, tell us what happened. Yeah, I mean, it's heated emotions in the game. Uh, everybody yeah. feels like you obviously you support your team, and I support my guys. So if I mean, if somebody on the other team who's not wearing my colors says something to somebody in my colors, uh, mm -hmm. I got everybody on my team's back, and I know they got mine. So I'll, I'll go out there. I mean, I'm always gonna fight for my dogs, but That's I never passion. Passion. <laughs> and it's funny that Puka says that because that was another thing too that Puka brought to Orem High School was. You always have to have that one guy. Puka gave some memorable speeches. I won't say what he said in those speeches, <laughs> but it was funny because there was one particular speech that everybody talks about even today. Like he graduated like a few years later, and it's kind of a legendary speech. But basically his point was, I got your back no matter what, wrong or right. He may pull you to the side afterwards if you're wrong, but he got your back 120%. So, a lot of championship teams are built on, 
you got to have dogs. You got you got to have dogs, and you got to at least have somebody that's going to be able to be that dog that's going to have your back. And that's why it's always fun to watch him and Samson. They go crazy. We even heard that story where they have to hold Samson or Puka to wait because when one scores, they have to hold them because they go nuts on the sideline to each other. So I got to say, stay off the caffeine before the game. <laughs> you know? No, I, I want to talk about that a little bit, Leroy. Puka, with that, man, that's swag. That's straight up swag. That's like you all about that action. And that's something that I feel BYU was missing until the Nakua boys came and just brought that in there. And it just invigorated the whole team. Everybody was just all about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to tell you a quick um, an example. Where was it? Was it at the USC game or the game before that where they had to call a timeout and you guys were dancing on the field? Shoot, I think that's every game. <laughs> that's every game. That's every game. Oh, that was uh, the, the other team played some song that they'll never play at the oh, Miller Georgia. Edwards Stadium. Georgia Southern, yep. Just yeah. the week Georgia before Georgia Southern, because you were in the South. They yep. was playing. Oh, yes, sir. Do you know what song it was? Um, they was playing. Some Waka Flocka song. I can't even think They was think playing a Waka Flocka song? Hard in the pink. Yeah, hard, yeah, going hard. But yeah. you would never. I mean, it's just different, man. I'm just saying, like, the Nakua brothers are, they just brought this swag about them, and everybody's jumping on it. I love it. Yeah, it it was cool because like watching with the COVID season last year, like being at home and being able to watch um, like everybody else play football. Like everybody's watching BYU. We didn't play. We played five games last year or four games. So like we're not we're not seeing it. We're not playing every week. So I'm out here watching BYU go eleven and one. Like they're playing every Saturday. So I'm like, oh dang! Like you could see kind of like the turn, and it's all it's all kind of been with Kalani. Like it all kind of it bleeds down from Kalani, but then it's like the players like it was getting it was boiling. They were getting ready to boil, and me and Samson, I feel like being able to come like I don't know, I, like especially when it comes to football. Like I'll never hold back in football. Like I was, outside of football, I'm a little bit more conservative. <laughs> I enjoy myself, and I'm still pretty talkative. But like inside those football lines, like I'm a football player. Like I'm I'm not I'm not pooking a cool. Like I'm not. And like as much as it says out my name, like I'm going out down that field, like I'm I'm a football player. He's a football player. We're all humans. Like we we he has the same goal. He's trying to do his job to for his team to win. I'm trying to do my job for my team to win. So it's like in between those lines, everything else does not matter. You go, it, <laughs> unless you're in the same colors as me, you could get the smoke. Yeah. It's that dog mentality. Oh, That's it what it is. And you gotta have you gotta have somebody on the team to do that. And I, the reason why I say that because Puka. He leaves Orem, and he teaches these young guys like Kingsley to do that, and mm-hmm. they become that player. I think Kingsley led the, the state in unnecessary roughness penalties his uh, junior year, and uh, and it was it wasn't like it was necessarily that, but I think it was because because Puka had a lot of penalties too, unnecessary penalties that he had, but I think it was the fact that you set a tone, and I refer to them as like on a race car, they're, they're the pace car. You got to set the pace. So if a guy is not willing to get to the front and set that pace, you're not that guy. So even that game that they played, I think it was Idaho State. I mean, Puka still plays Idaho State like if he was playing Alabama. You know, some people, they, they kind of pull back on their, their uh, who they're playing or they play down to their competition. You got to have somebody to do that. And I appreciate that because he teaches younger guys how to be that person, you know. Yeah. So shout out to Puka. Right Just on, Puka. Stay, stay away from those penalties. Yeah. Stop pulling your shirt up. You almost got <laughs> out of the thing for the t-shirt. We'll talk about yeah. that t-shirt some other time. That was for an NIL. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you just gave me a shout out for that, but I think um, 
growing up in a Polynesian household definitely did that for me. Like, mm. and obviously having older brothers, like I got my fair share of ass butt yeah. whoopings. Sorry, <laughs> you got I me mean, when you're from Kai. When you're, from when you're man. the younger kid, younger, younger yeah. brother, you gonna oh, get yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> so I got those, and then just even then, just like our culture, like every, it's, we experienced things. Like when I think about my grandma was the first, like that was our she brought she came here to the United States. Like the struggle that she had to experience is something that I will never experience because she she gave me the blessing of growing up here in the United States. Like that that's a that put dog in me immediately. Like knowing that my like my grandma suffered and sacrificed her life for me to come here, and I've experienced the uh, the fruits of her labor, and exactly. that that is like that's what that's Man. what I'm experiencing right now. Like my fam- mm. my brother Samson is the first one to graduate from college in our family. Like it's nice. that's something that like we wouldn't have got. I don't know if we would experience if if my grandma stayed in Samoa. Like where where would we be now? Like where would my life be right now? Am I playing college football at a Division One school? Like shout out to the old Samoan ladies because Puka yeah. Samoan. Just to let yep. Strong's know Puka Samoan. <laughs> all the people that are wondering if he's Tongan or Hawaiian. <laughs> all you guys is claiming him that he's Tongan, Hawaiian. He's Samoan. Yes, sir. So just let hey. you guys know. But he is part Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian Samoan, just like Kingsley. Yeah. With a little bit of Chinese because Kingsley got a little bit of Chinese too. You know, not a lot of uh, young generations recognize that right, from right. the past. So, I think that's awesome that you recognize that uh, for being your your age, Kingsley. Since you're so quiet on that side, let me ask you this: um, You know, you're outside looking in. You know, you're about to be part of Brigham Young University. What are you looking forward to, and what do you what are you looking forward like? As a personal level or as a football goal, like what are you looking forward to on the upcoming season? Uh, honestly, just just playing with, yeah, playing with like Puka them, but like it's it's. We can we can just switch the mic over, <laughs> share no, mics good. It's or it's something. Good. It's good. It's good. But uh, just honestly, I'm the most I was looking forward to was playing with uh, Puka them, like my old Oral high school team. Yeah, it's just like just being with you. It just reminds me of high school days. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's a movie, bro. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we all played in high school together, and now we're all at the same college. Like, so it's it's just crazy. It's it's fun. That's what the most I'm looking forward to. Just growing a more brotherhood that we even had that we all grew up with, but now we're all together all over again. So nice. Yep. From what I see, like this season, this year is good, but man, the next season, I think it's just going to be dangerous. You it, know, it's funny that he says that because when Puka does stuff on TV and we see it, I've seen that already. You know what I mean? Like I've seen him do that in high school. I've seen him do that, but that's the exciting thing. Was that an oh really moment? Yeah, it was an oh really. Like, <laughs> I would see it and I would go, oh really, oh really, because I seen it. But even to see him take oh, five really yards so out silly. to the house, I've seen him house that. You know, I've seen yeah. him do that. But the exciting thing is, is he's able to, like, the maturity he had back then. I taught him that. No, that's just playing. But he, <laughs> he learned. He he knew that at a young age. It was funny because we knew as a team, if the ball was in Puka Nakua's hands, we had a chance. We didn't win all of them, but we had a chance. And I think that's what Kingsley's talking about, the excitement, yeah. the familiarity of what he's seen on the field is what is exciting. It's exciting for us parents, too, because to see them, Jacob Robinson, you know, I, I think they need to give Ethan Slade a shot because Ethan is a dog. Like Stay tuned. Straight dog. So 
And I've seen these kids do it in high school and at levels. Like I said, we played the Bishop Gormans. We played the Santa Margarita, who's also in the same league as Martyr Day, the St. John Bosco. You know, those are the types of school that league is in. So stay tuned. Buka, who's the best dancer on the team? Not the best, but who's the top two, three? Mm. JaVale's up there. Now, when he's saying best, like – Who's the dancer that, like, you're watching that guy dancing and everybody wants to just mm, jump uh, in there? Like, Kalani. Yeah, it's either Kalani or Samson, then if it's like that. But, like, guys who, like, got dance moves, like, I'm thinking, like, JaVale, like, probably Cody Epps, but, like, somebody, I think, like, everybody always comes up to me, like, even fans, like, I think it's something, like, Samson just has, like, contagious about him. Like, when he just starts, whatever he's doing, like, yeah. it's an uh, energy, like, you, it, draw, like you, it draws you into him. Like, you're like oh, I don't know what that is, but I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> Puka, make them stuff. You know the reason why I tell you, I ask you that, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta watch out for my nephew coming in. Puka's already seen this video. I know. Don't sleep on my nephew. Hey, he coming in to take that title. Is practicing yes, right sir. now. I don't know if I've seen 300 pounds move like that before. But. <laughs> You've seen that already. But let's lead to the next one. We asked Kingsley last week, Puka. We asked him, what were some of the songs that and music that get you pumped up before a game? Yeah. Right? That's right. What's up? What's something? What's, what's in your playlist? Yeah. What's that? What's that I guess number one song? Number just, one song? Shoot. Or number yeah. one um, and two. Shoot. What is that song? Who is. Um, You're about to say Katy War Perry? Pigs. War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Okay. 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 Going back. See, Shoot. the young kids understand. What's going on. Y'all don't even know anything about that, Black that, Sabbath. That would put me in demon time. He's, like he's that. I'm Black Sabbath. Yep. I like that. Um, Monday. Dang. White Monday. Ozzy Osbourne. Kingsley, give us one of yours. What's What's the song that you gonna? You know, you get you listen to it, it gets you pumped up. Gotta go with Bobby Brown. Take it back yes. to the eighties, Bobby he Brown. Said, uh, Bobby I want, Brown. I want y'all to listen to Black. Sabbath, My boy be hitting the R and B singing in the rain <laughs> songs before we're blasting somebody. No, I want. I want. I want. Let's get a snippet of what Puka go through with the with this War Pig stuff. Oh, it it doesn't start to like a minute in. This is already my song. Uh-huh. I already know. You gotta go like forty seven seconds in. Yeah. I mess with this song right here. Black Sabbath? Mm-hmm. That's Puka Nakua right here getting ready. Yo, getting I mess ready. with this song too. Great white. I'm listening to all that. This is Puka Nakua listening before the Independence Bowl right here. He gonna, get, he gonna get three touchdowns that game. Yes, sir. December 18, three TDs. Okay, okay, okay. All the, all the bait. You got to let it go. It's all right. I've heard it. I love it. I, every time, even if you just give me a little snippet of it. The, the funny thing is, is I was listening to somebody talk about what Kobe Bryant listens to. Do you guys know what he listens to before a game? Well, that scary, uh, the Halloween song. Halloween. The Halloween theme, the Michael Myers one. Is that crazy or what? <laughs> that's, 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 that's no, the next level. That's there's next no level. lyrics to it. That's, uh, it's, that's Kobe like Bryant said he has, his audio. <laughs> he has it on like. Repeat. <laughs> and that's, 
That's that's that Mamba mentality. Yeah. So Kobe Bryant listened to right before his games. Well, all he listened to on repeat. That's a different breed. That's a I feel like that's what, like, that's a moment, at least for, I don't know, for a lot of generations. Like, where were you when Kobe passed away? Yeah. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. You, I was sitting you in have church. an idea where we you were at? Yeah, we were in church. 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 Yeah, but it was Sunday morning. I remember that. Sunday, April. Was, yeah, yeah. Everybody was blowing I up. I remember. My phone. Yeah. I, we was, <laughs> we were in, we had a good time out there in Washington, and I'm waking up, <laughs> and I look at my phone, and that's what Twitter is saying. I'm like, what is going on right now? This can't be real. Like, I'm like, I, I refresh the feed, like scroll through, like see, like, is that actually, did I just say Kobe Bryant just passed away right there? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, but over the years, Puka and I have had this going back because he's a LeBron fan. He's telling me LeBron is better than Michael and all this kind of stuff. Right, Puka? Yes. And uh, I'm a LeBron stan. I stand by all, I'm here all day for that. You know, so I don't believe that. I'm not, you know, because he ain't wearing LeBron shoes. You know, right now he rocking Michael Jordan shoes. You know, so are we talking about shoes or basketball? Oh no, I'm saying basketball. What size too. shoes you wear? Fourteen. You lucky. <laughs> <laughs> there you go again. See, man, always gotta be the bully in the room. Come on. Yeah, I like. I'm a big fan of uh, Pukas. But you know, that's a, that's a. It, okay, so let me tell you this, Puka, because we're talking about legacies right now. Where do you want to see what do you, what is your legacy? What do you want to be your, your legacy when you leave BYU? Mm. It's Dude, the killer in you. It's definitely the in you. like I I'm, I want to be known as one, the best receiver to come out of BYU. Like okay, okay. all all time great. Like <laughs> Cody Hoffman, those guys. Like I want to be when people think of like BYU football. I want them to be like, dang. Who was that wide receiver that went there? Number twelve, Puka. Like that's what I want that connection to be strong, like to hold up and like Cougar Nation. I feel like they they've shown me a lot of love this year, and I I've been su- uh, I've been super grateful for that. But I w- I want to ride it out to be the best. Like that's been my goal. I, I I've had that goal when I went out to Washington, and I, that it translated here. Like I want to be known when when people think about great receivers, not in just. BYU, but in college football history, but BYU's had some receivers who go up there in those books. So I want to be, I want to be go down as the best. The and I wouldn't ever. expect you to say anything other than that. Same question for Kingsley. What do you expect your legacy to be when you leave this school? I'm the same way, I, like Puka. You know, it's harder. You know, alignment don't really get that that shine like you know all the pretty boy receivers and stuff. But uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, I want to be the best. Best lineman that ever came out to ever step on. Not only BYU, but just to be known out there. So, yeah. So, that Outland Trophy is looking like that's what you're looking to get? Yep. So, I mean, there's we talk about this a lot with there's good and then there's elite players. And that sets them apart. What do you think, Puka and Kingsley, I'm talking to you both, what sets you apart from being an elite player? Because there's good players and what makes an elite player? Kings, you go first. Tap into the mind of the great one. Tap in. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I think it's just the mentality, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's just the way you the way you think things, the way you process stuff. Like, you know, there's a good athlete, but, like, I don't know. What, what was your question again? Sorry, I just spaced out. 
It's okay. You're nervous. <laughs> it happens. Maybe he's got a concussion. No, he a concussion? <laughs> or maybe he's about to get one. Yeah, Go I'm ahead saying, and ask like, again. Don't ever make me repeat myself again. That's another Polynesian thing you, you, you do. Parents parents don't like to repeat uh, themselves because, you know. Because they forget what they ask. I'm <laughs> <laughs> about to mute you guys. Mute Anyways, my question was. As far as your mentality or who you think you are as far as physically, what sets a good player apart from a great player? You want to tap in on that? Oh, both of you guys got concussions. What's going on? Mm. Oh, I thought he was going to go first again. That's why I was giving him a second. But hmm. I think it's, it's, it's a mindset, but then dedication, like, I feel like I have a love for this game. Like my, I was my my dad put all of us in football, and I I had a love for football before I was ever good at it. And I think that's something that's helped carry me through. Like before I ever got my my first year of football, I watched Samson be the star of the team. Like I I, I played I played I played on the bench. I was out there on the bench. <laughs> my dad and my older brother were the coach. I'm out here sitting on the bench. I'm like, this is crazy, bro. Like that, my my dad is the coach, and I can't even get on the field. Like I must be trash. <laughs> Dang. I like. Oh, but, Quick little story. Like one of my first memories of like playing football, like I'm, I'm playing left tackle. I get in like we're up probably like thirty to freaking zero on this team. I'm playing left tackle. Like three years, kids three years older than me. I'm freaking. I get pancaked as soon as the ball is snapped. But as soon as I look up and the the kid gets off me, I'm rolling on the floor. I'm like, man, this kid just smashed me. I look up to my left. I'm rolling on the field. I see number one Nakua running in the end zone. I said. Hell yeah! <laughs> it was. It, I had felt like I had scored, even though I just got smashed. Like it was like I had love. I had found a love for the game of of the whole art of that football is, and like every part about it. And as I've gone from each sport of uh, each level of football, from pee wee to playing at my middle school to playing at high school with the coaches that I did, and obviously coming in the college level of all the great coaches that I've interacted with, like man. My love just grows more. You get more knowledge, and you're like, man, I had no idea this was going on when I was watching football on Sunday nights when I was a little kid on in the freaking in the living room. Like the the X's and O's, the coverages, the of each specific movement of how how designed it is just to get him to move an inch. So I that little game, that a little inch will make the difference. Like you hear it all the time, the game of inches, but dedication, like dedication and love. Like a lot of people come out and play football, but you love the game and you're dedicated. There's a uh, there are very few things I think will stop you. Who, what, what players do you admire or try to pattern your game after? Both of you, uh, Kingsley first. Uh, now, my all-time favorite O lineman is, and I watch him every day. Is probably Orlando Pace. Ooh, L.A. Rams, Orlando Pace. Ohio State, Buckeye. number one pick, Ohio State, LA Orlando Rams. Pace. But I know now is Panay. It's been a, but Orlando Pace was the reason why they started tracking pancakes. Just, just a short fact here because I'm the fat guy, stat guy, fat Hobart's the fat guy. You said fat guy, dude. I'm skinny. Fact. Puka. Fact. I said skinny. Who's a player? Who's a player that you admire? Try to pat in your game after. Um, Julio Jones. I think mm. that's that's my that's my guy. Julio Jones to do to move as efficiently as he does to catch the ball the way he does at his size like yeah that's that's my guy I do love me some Randy Moss but I think in the the 
the route running efficiency. Not to say Randy Moss didn't run routes. I don't. I don't need anybody on my head for that. My man's can do a lot, Randy Moss. But the size and speed that Julio Jones puts out there, I think it's been unmatched. If you and Kingsley were gonna have a dunk contest, who's winning that? Me. Maybe if I was a. Uh, Two hundred pounds lighter. I don't know. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we got a quarter. Oh, we got a quarter hey. right across no, the I'm hall. Saying, the reason why I say that, I, I, I'm two hundred. I'm two hundred and fifteen pounds. So don't don't play me like I'm one. I'm a buck seventy five or something. No, I'm two hundred and fifteen pounds. Out of the gym. That was yeah. That was one of my funnest things because you got a guy that can translate that to the football field. Sometimes I just wish they would just throw it up. My roommate is Kalen Hall. His 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 son is Jaron Hall. He's texting us like right now, so he's very interested to hear what we're talking about. <laughs> so, hey, K Hall, shout, shout K. out to Kalen. Shout out to K Hall. Shout out my boy Jay Hall too, Uncle Jaron. Yeah. So all those guys. Now, I know we were talking about this earlier. Like we we're talking about legacies. We're talking about like family stuff that's going on and everything. But I appreciate. You know, the honesty that, you know, you two guys bring out because we want to make this a place where you feel comfortable about talking about things. And so we didn't want to make it about football, which we obviously had to. But aside from that, um, I know you guys aspire to play on Sundays. I know you guys, that's that's you guys' goal. That's your dream to play on Sundays. But tell me, what is, do you have a pivot? We don't say plan B. What is your pivot after to say, mm. you know, after the football is done. After, I like that. You know, all Pivot. that. That's good. Um, I love I love working with little kids. I want to be an elementary school teacher or something in the education where I can work with the youth. Uh, obviously, coaching is something I want to do. But before I get into coaching, I definitely want to I want to work at as an uh, either in the education administration or being a teacher. Like uh, I realized through football, like coaching younger kids and seeing the, a younger person pick up what something that they didn't know and be able to use the tools that they have to piece it together and kind of connect the dots and seeing like that, that that's something I, I, I know I want to do. And I, I plan to do, especially here in the Orm community in Provo. I would trust my kids with Puka. Yeah. Who is this guy? Right now, <laughs> <man>? <laughs> All right. Step up to play Kings. Any question? Uh, for me, I, I like kids too, but I would probably do something that has to do with like working with special needs kids. Uh, just put your just like uh, we have a Instagram you know, uh, business, Dalma Cool Services. But I just love working with special needs kids, and uh, uh, yeah, it just bring like a special thing inside my heart that um, that I love seeing every day. Shout out to Tamara. <laughs> Shout out to his mom. You know, for shout out to sure. his mom. You know, the moms are that. That's the staple of the mm-hmm. Polynesian community. You know the, the the females, the mothers of this of our culture. That's mm-hmm. that's the the, the the backbone and the lifeline of our of our of our culture. But I wanted to tell this story too. Last week, me and Kingsley, we went out to uh, L.A. This is a very irritating story, but just to give you a little insight of who he is versus me, we're total opposites. My my son and I are total opposites. But we're out in L.A. LAX is a I hate that airport. It's so busy. So we get there at four o'clock in the morning to catch a seven a.m. flight. So I get there in the morning, I find a spot that I want to sleep at. So I save this spot, I leave our luggage there, and I tell Kingsley, I'll be right back, I'm going to go get us something to, you know, to eat, and then I'm going to use the restroom. I come back, some family sitting in our spot. <laughs> and you know what he, he tells me? You know what he tells me? He tells me, Dad, I didn't want this family to sit on the floor. 
I'm like, they should have came early then. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. He's what right. What's wrong with you? Bro, yeah. you know what's wrong? He's doing everything you taught him. I don't give a rat. <laughs> so instead of blowing up in the middle of the LAX airport, Kings, I stood in the good. back. Then I text him. I'm like, he, he texts me, Dad, where are you? Go stand in the back over here because I couldn't. I lost my spot. So, but this is the the it key was a thing. Bomb, though. It was a this bomb, this though. is the yeah. It was, I didn't want okay, let me let, let me tell. It's my story. So, anyways, <laughs> I hear him saying to oh, her. Oh really? They start talking about they start talking about church. You know. Oh. And so it was one of those things like every time we went to a place and I would get snappy, like this Uber driver wasn't my funnest guy. But afterwards, he's talking to these people that are out in front. His, he, he thinks of it as his crew when we were in Santa Monica. And I hear them talking about church. I hear them talking about my cousin served a mission in the Philippines. And I'm like, man, that is not me. Because at 18 years old, people like Strauss had me shooting dice on the corner out in Inglewood. <laughs> and I'm just saying it's a different it's a different breed. So I just wanted to just send a shout out to these two young men that because that's who they are. You know, yeah. they there ain't no faking about it. That's you know that nobody's perfect, but these guys they 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 set a great example for the kids. And so, like I said, I, I would trust them with my kids. Uh, maybe not after a football game, or if you had to choose between them and some girls and girlfriends, <laughs> I don't think they, their retention span would be there. But I appreciate them coming on. And uh, any last words before we? We wrap this up. Yeah, I know you just called me a young buck, but you could see me on the corner rolling dice too if you want. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know you got a dollar something. in your wallet right you now. You may be from Vegas, <laughs> but LA started that gangster stuff. All right, you may be from Vegas, but the LA kids started that stuff. Everything from dominoes, dice, you name it, we started that. You know, these guys don't even know anything about those little board games they used to have with the wooden things to shoot at the stuff. Bumper pool, y'all didn't know nothing about that. Free lunch at the park. Marbles. Marbles. Y'all didn't know anything about that. All right. Anyways. All I need to know is, let me get that NIL deal. That's nice. what they... <laughs> yeah. Appreciate well, you guys coming on, man. No, Puka, we don't have you guys back on again, but we want to appreciate wish, it. Send a shout out to Puka and the BYU Cougars as they get ready for the Independence Bowl. This is our, fir- hey, guys, this is our first guest. Yeah. So I'm of saying. the Good Story Podcast. Exactly. Oh, yes, sir. First so guest. The first guest of Puka. We won't have you show. back on again. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We, he, he, got, he hasn't even got started yet. So exactly. We're gonna have to send back. we're gonna have to send Puka out in the streets. <laughs> uh, we gonna have you trust me, during the season, we're gonna have a mic on these two guys. But the funny thing is I'm related to these two guys and they were late to the dang podcast. My own son was late and Puka was late. That that makes you know, don't do that again. You know what I mean? Did like, you know you were working with Polynesians today or exactly. <laughs> you said seven, so I thought seven thirty was like the time we were getting ready to start. Oh, you got here at seven thirty? <laughs> See that's you got here at eight. He yeah. got here at eight. Hey, I got here at seven forty. We yes, wanna thank everybody us. for Tuning in to Good Story Podcast. Right, Here we go. Have a good week. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.